Hello and welcome to Dave Hill's podcasting incident with me, Dave Hill, the pride of Cleveland and beyond. Uh, I once got a lingering embrace at a Denny's outside of Pittsburgh. I believe it was the upper Arlington area from a man named Terrence. Oh, hey, Chris, can you delete that part? Um, sure. I'm just kidding. Don't delete it. Um, okay. <laughs> delete this where I'm saying I'm just kidding. Okay, thanks, Chris, for deleting that. Uh, anyway, let's get into it. Thank you for joining me once again for Dave Hill's podcasting incident. Now in its tenth exhilarating year, I'm we're doing another Skype episode. Uh, though we'll be back with guns blazing, uh, sitting in front of each other. With, uh, we have all sorts of guests lined up, but I've been, as you can hear in the background, probably breathing and rubbing uh, lotions and such, is my partner in crime, Chris Gersbeck. Hi. Chris, are you there? I am, yeah. You're from, from uh, Skyping. I, you know, I'm, some people, now, now we haven't got any complaints. This is probably me, my inner uh, critic. Mm-hmm. That I uh, talking, but you know, I I worry that people think, well, they're just being lazy skyping it, but I actually really like it because, as we've said, it uh it puts like a pressure on uh we can't just stare longingly into each other's <laughs> eyes when we do this, yeah, or rely on Lucy to you know do something silly yeah. for us to talk about. Yeah, exactly. We're like it's just all this is where our journalism skills really kick in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just chatting away. Plus, I have a cat sitting on my lap right now. Yeah, and I have a dog. Uh, I don't know what she's doing. She's sniffing something. Mm-hmm. My my apartment, as you know, it's a festival of uh, for the census. <laughs> it's an amusement think... park for the, for the census. <laughs> yeah, I think one day. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I. Um... You have like a your there's like a scent in your building. I don't know if it's your apartment. Is but it? It's... I could, I can give you a hint at what it might be. Okay. The initial scent, I would argue, is the guy on the first floor who smokes weed and or cigarettes <laughs> pretty much around the clock. I got a peek inside of his apartment once. It's glorious. It's a couple, and they yeah. have a... It's like think, a huge wall of books I saw. It looked really cool. Yeah, it's a cool place. I've never been inside since they've lived there, but I have been in there mm-hmm. when uh, it was empty, and it's it's a glorious, glorious apartment. Um, but uh, so what are the other smells you smell when you come in my building? Now I'm um, curious. It's that, and then... I don't know. You know how there's just like a distinct... Like everyone's apartment's got like a distinct smell that you probably get used to. You don't really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not my, bad. And then, uh, does mine have a distinct smell? Is it a pea smell? Be honest. It might be partially pea. Okay. Um, that could be like my pheromones and stuff. I think it's mostly coffee and and Lucy. But you know what? Lucy's got like, like your apartment doesn't smell like a dog lives there. No, it smells like uh. An ador- been, my adorable daughter lives here. My I've, who happens to be a dog. I've been. I have other friends who have dogs, and their place is just. It's like, oh yeah, a dog lives here. Obvious. Well, Todd Berry, the internationally renowned 
uh, comedian mm-hmm. was over the other night, and he was commenting on how neat my apartment was. It is neat. Well, like how tidy it was, mm-hmm. which I, I don't think of it as necessarily tidy because I am not tidy. Do you but, tidy up before people come over? Yeah, not much, though, like minimal. Like it's pretty much yeah. what you see when you walk in. Uh, all the glitz and glamour and dog toys. It's pretty mm-hmm. much. There might be, uh, but no, it, not a lot of tidying is required. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't transform. It's pretty much what it looks like. Yeah. But uh, uh, well, I'm gl- I'm relieved to hear. So it's not a bad smell, my apartment. No, not at all. No. Someone's probably at work right now listening to this or something like, oh my god, why are they really gonna talk about that? that- <laughs> Um, but I could talk about what my apartment may or may not smell like for the rest of the podcast, but we won't. We we shan't. Um, we have uh, what what do, what should we get into here, Chris? We have so many. We have the the rest of Game of Thrones, which we could turn this into part three. I, we have a lot. I think we still have oh, like forty minutes left. Jesus. Of that. I don't know. This may or may not be the dramatic conclusion of the Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> finale, but let's only watch that if we really get, you know, down to where we're like. I mean, I am curious to see what how the show I've never watched before ends. Let let me be clear. And but then when I, I made, yeah, I made the mistake of complaining to people who watched the show that I thought the finale was kind of boring, oh. and they they were very upset. I think. Well, which is understandable because I've only watched the final episode. The thing is, like, you can't bring up Game of Thrones to anyone who watches Game of Thrones because, and then if you like, this happened to me last night. I was out to dinner before our history fluffer taping at QED Astoria, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, and Game of Thrones came up, and I was like, oh, I, I've never watched it before. Except for uh, when Chris and I try to watch the finale on the podcast. And uh, and so they're like, oh, yeah, well, we probably shouldn't talk about Game of Thrones for the next 40 minutes then. Because you'll be that will be like a dog watching TV and uh, whatever that means. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and then they just went ahead and did it anyway. Actually, one <laughs> one guy did. Yeah. Yeah. I was out with my lady and, and, and a friend of hers. And, uh, well, she was kind enough to say, like, Dave's never seen it. So, uh, Wait, maybe did she, we... she watches it. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. How did you avoid that? I'm just for like, so an, long. I'm just like, go rip guitar solos. You know, I have other stuff going on. Yeah, there's some shows my wife watches that I just refuse to watch. And, you know, there's a lot of nights where, uh, I'm not home and she is so that's when she watches like Pretty Little Liars and uh, a lot of true crime she's really into murder yeah it's it's totally doable to uh, to not see the same shows as mm-hmm. people, other people in your life um, but yeah but then this guy he talked about it for like a really long time and then I had to you know when you're in a car and you're like I got to get out of this car immediately. And as soon as it slows down to like 10 miles an hour, 
you jump, you roll out the side, the door. Uh-huh. I, I pretty much did that. <laughs> I was like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> and I left the table mid Game of Thrones conversation and went home. Oh, wow. I mean, to be fair, I would. Did you like. Did you angrily throw money down and walk no, away? No, no, I walked away and I realized I didn't, I neglected to pay, <laughs> contribute to the check, which was kind of a double whammy. I was like, oh, I didn't even offer to give any money. I just left. But it was because uh, our co-host on uh, Dave Hill History Fluffer, our other podcast, which we encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to, just as this one, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill. If you want this these podcasts to keep coming, please support mm-hmm. us because uh, it helps us keep casting tank. Anyway, Jim was coming to get me, so I did have oh, to. Yeah. I, I genuinely had to leave. It wasn't. I wasn't fully uh, rude. I, I was kind of rude, but I would argue that it's rude to talk about Game of Thrones in front of someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones for forty minutes. For forty minutes, um, you know, could be argued. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I'll, 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 it's all good. Everything's fine. You know, there are bigger problems in the world, mm-hmm. including but not limited to. Not to harp on it is since the last uh, podcast, the word has been handed down down officially from Twitter and Inc. that I am permanently banned <laughs> from Twitter, at least unless that's reversed somehow, which I, I doubt. I'm banned from Twitter for making fifth grade level mother jokes in response to death threats, homophobia, mm-hmm. transphobia, and uh, things that I would argue are are genuinely uh, bad. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, anyway, but uh, there's more more coming. Maybe I'll beat this thing. I don't really. I gotta say, I don't know how much we've talked about this last week, um, but. I don't think we talked about it much at all, actually. But being off Twitter, I I want to ha- have access to Twitter because it would be nice to be like you know let people know when my new book is out, October eighth, Parking the Moose, which you can pre-order now, and I beg you to do so because it will really help me. Um, and you know things like that and shows that I'm doing and touring and all that. I think um, it's good for that. But the rest of the time, I'm like super psyched to. Um, I walk around, and before is when I when I would go like, oh, I got that's I got a good tweet coming. Now I just I'm just like, oh, that's just a thought, <laughs> and I and I just kind of let it go. Or I might have another thought as a result of having had that first thought, and then I have a series of thoughts, and uh, it sort of changed how I live in the world, and I'm not. I'm not looking to see, oh, who liked or retweeted my tweet or responded. I'm just kind of like at the dog park. To be fair, I'm probably stepping it up on Facebook and Instagram because, you know, I remain sad in some ways. God, yeah, social media is just the worst. But it is nice to, uh, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of really... Uh, enjoying kind of being out in the world more mm-hmm. and not is tethered to my phone and things like that and not having sort of this uh, Pavlovian urge 
to yeah. uh, open my Twitter app and things like that. I deleted Facebook from my phone and it completely changed my life. I did too, but all I do then is just go to the website, which is <laughs> the exact same thing with a bit more. Just slightly happy. harder to access. Yeah, slightly, slightly harder. I've thought about um, that, like maybe blocking Facebook, but then, you know, you can always just use your code to unblock it. Yeah, it's, there's, you know, the change has to come from within. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of change, if I may say so, next week, I well, yet, just yesterday I did uh, Joseph Arthur's new podcast slash YouTube show, um, <laughs> which is... Um, called Come to Where I'm From, and it's going to be out next Friday. And I had a great time, and I want to get him him on this podcast. We had met briefly before. He didn't remember, didn't expect him to, because it was super brief. We met mm-hmm. uh, backstage at a rock show, mm-hmm. as, as rockers often do. And uh, But he was a delight, and I think we're going to be besties. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I have many besties. You're one of my besties as well. So I don't, I don't want you to think... You know, I have an inner circle, and then right. the circles go out from there. But and so you know, so there's room for a lot of besties. Yeah, I feel the um, same way. The people that know uh, my deepest, darkest. I, I think like uh, you know, though to be fair, I, I think it's probably best for most people to remain in the second circle, because <laughs> then they don't get a glimpse into the full insanity. Yeah, I, that's I reserved think, for maybe one or two people. No, there's a lot of people, I think, who know how completely <laughs> insane I am. Like, But I think it's also there's comfort in that. in Because in, in, maybe I think at some point people think like, oh, Dave's a nice guy who's reasonably sane and maybe mm-hmm. has his shit together on some level. Mm-hmm. And then you get, you know, then you get a little closer and you're like, oh, man, yeah. this is a shit show. Um, but I think there's comfort in that, in knowing, uh, the, and when you get to know someone, be like, oh, they're insane. Um, so if I can offer that comfort to my close friends, then I'm glad to do that. Yeah, I always find it amusing when someone meets me for the first time and their takeaway is that I have my shit together. It's it's so funny. Like, I, uh, I love it. And, and this is another thing. I, and then I was talking to friends this morning to concur because Joseph Arthur, not to give spoilers on the, our episode, but he was saying, he's like, oh, I want to have you on, but I didn't think you would do it because you seem too cool to hang out with me. And then I was like, well, I think you're too cool to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And then we were both sort of laughing at that because I've heard this before, Chris, that people think that that I'm not like an open guy who wants to hang out with people. They think I'm kind of like uh, a brooding uh, <laughs> there, uh, if they don't know me. And I've heard this many uh, times. I could see, I could see why. And uh, I mean, yeah. But I'm like, no, I totally want to talk to everybody. And uh, I and think it's more like, that you seem really busy. Um, so maybe people are like, oh, well, why? I'm not going to bother him if. You know, he's got a million other plans. Oh, yeah, maybe. But, like, I've heard this. Like, there's a restaurant I go to in my neighborhood. And I was going there for, like, two years before anybody talked to me. And then one day, everyone started talking to me. Like, something changed. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why? what happened? Like, why did you guys 
not talked to me before and and they're like oh you just seem like you don't want anyone to talk to you <laughs> and i was like what do you what i'm like I'll, I'll, why do you think i'd leave the house i don't i have food and drinks at home i don't need to uh-huh. leave the house anyway enough about all but i don't know we're all by way of saying we, well as humans we're social people yeah but we got some questions. I think you have some on your end. Yeah. And I have yeah. some on my end. We have a lot of questions here. Uh, so many, in fact, Chris, that I would argue that um, we may not have to watch any more of Game of Thrones this episode. <laughs> Though I think at some point we should make ourselves finish watching the finale of Game of Thrones, even though n- n- neither of us have ever watched the show. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many people actually watched the show with our commentary like in their headphones it's it would be uh, a tragedy to not do so and probably more of a tragedy to do so mm-hmm. so hopefully some I'm, someone's out there um lucy is in the background destroying uh i got this toy that's like two ball it's basically like a barbell but it's like a ball on each side <laughs> so it's like the fun of throwing a ball plus like a tug of war aspect but right now it's her just eating it yeah and probably causing uh digestive distress if she swallows any i don't think so far so good i'm watching her closely but um <laughs> let's let's get into some of these questions and if you have questions uh pl- you can go to dave hill's podcasting instant page or just email me at dave at davehillonline.com and then uh we have a podcasting incident email address too what is that podcasting yeah podcasting incident at gmail.com okay we have that you can send them there too and then also so, the dave hills facebooking incident which is the official facebook group which is a, uh it's a sweet i i've been in you know battling twitter the last few weeks i've been lax but i've been trying to get back in there and poke my head to yeah. go go where i'm wanted chris <laughs> instead of you know try to get back in but it you know it's a sort of like uh i don't know but let's let's get into some of these questions. Okay. Lisa, Lisa O'Hara asks, and reasonably so. Lisa O'Hara, who came out to uh, a taping of History Fluffer a week ago, so thank you, Lisa. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a delight uh, to ha- have her there. She writes, "Boxers or thong?" That's hmm. quite a, usually usually the question is boxers or briefs, but I like that Lisa. And Chris, I hope you know this is a question for both of us. Uh, who who wants to go first here? Uh, I mean, I wear boxer briefs, so. Ooh, the hybrid. Not an option. So you wear, it's basically like briefs that go down to your. They don't make you look like really dumb if you're just wearing them. But you look kind of dumb. No, no, you look cool. I don't well, doubt it. You still it. look kind of dumb, of course. But here's to never finding out for sure. <laughs> um, may we never find ourselves in that situation, Chris. Unless I... we're, unless I don't know, we could be like, I don't know, like doing some action sports weekend somewhere mm-hmm. with our pants off, with our pants off, and just <laughs> flogging each other with branches. Um. I've thought about trying the the hybrid briefs, boxer briefs that you discuss, but mm-hmm. I, I worry that the it would cause me the same discomfort that brief. I haven't worn briefs since I was like, I started wearing 
boxers in high school when I, I was on the varsity hockey team freshman year, not bragging. And all the all the West Side kids wore boxers. And I was like, oh, that's why have I not been wearing boxers? So uh-huh. that's when I started wearing. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get on the boxer train. So I've been wearing boxers. I think I went home and I said, Mom, can I get boxers? And I've been wearing boxers ever since. Now I'm a grown man and I buy my own boxers. <laughs> um, sometimes for no good reason. I might just find myself at a place that's offering boxers. Uh-huh. And I buy some. Because you're going to use them. You are going to use them, yeah. They're not going to go to waste. My problem with boxers is that they would always like bunch up. Be like really uncomfortable. Oh, me. well, yeah. Not to... Uh, tell too many secrets but um uh like i when you know you know my pension for velvet and all that uh i when i wear velvet and corduroy and and any sort of luxury fabrics i um i the boxers are problematic i'm not gonna lie (laughs) they they do bunch up and they shift around and uh Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. So I should maybe look into some alternative, maybe satin boxers, or a thong, or a th- well, I'm glad you. Well, the question does say like or thong. So uh, I've not worn a thong before. I have a friend. <laughs> I won't name her because uh, this will embarrass her. Maybe, though it shouldn't. She was dating a guy who wore some sort of male thong. A lot of problems here. This guy's wearing some sort of thong underwear, right? She's wearing, like, white pants, right? And Mm -hmm. they're sort of in their morning coffee. Something inspires him to come sit on her lap, which why would you do that as a grown man (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, dating a woman? Uh, But he did, and... When he got up, she said there was a shit stain on her pants. And that's easily the most horrifying story I've ever heard. Um, Maybe. Probably not. But, you know, you see my... That's what I don't don't get about the the thong. Is like it's not covering the most important part. Yeah, the whole purpose, almost every... (laughs) Almost everything we do in life, Chris, is... In an effort to not have our buttholes and shit get on other stuff. <laughs> and a thong is, yeah, sir, it's basically just saying like, hey, I've given up on that. Um, so this guy got uh, shit on her pants. They broke up for other <laughs> reasons. But uh, and to my mind, that would have been... For uh, other re- Yeah, that would be... That would have been an instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a question on your end? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, let's see. Steve Clark. He asked this in uh, the Facebook group. Excellent. Are the rumors true that since being banned from Twitter, Dave's been having even more consensual intercourse with uh, MAGA moms? 100% accurate. I assume so. Yep. I mean, we can... Yeah. I fr- the what do you think I've been doing with all this extra time? Of course. Um, uh, well, there'll be more on this. We're, there's things in the works. You'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why would you stop, really? Why would I stop? <coughs> Who would want me to stop? Mm-hmm. 
Well, maybe um, them. The, the, <laughs> the sons. I've been, not to name drop, but this whole Twitter banning thing, when I was suspended, like, back in November or December, I ran into my close personal friend, Malcolm Gladwell, and I said, oh, man, I've been suspended from Twitter. And he said, oh, because of the mom jokes? <laughs> and I have not run into him since uh, the permanent banning. <laughs> so, and he he was, he seemed to... Sh- he wasn't applauding it as, as hard as I would hoped. I feel like he's going to be, you know. He you got was, some, yeah, you got some pretty notable people on your side. I do. I have to say, like, I, I could use a bit more support from uh, the celebrity w- world and the blue check mark world uh-huh. in my struggle. The people have been amazing. But I yeah. think I think in general. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. This is an actual good... Uh, what are your thoughts from Stephen Rand- Radford in Manchester, England? He, he writes, what are your thoughts on the patent trolls who want to force podcasters to pay license fees to produce and share podcasts? Um, what? That's a thing? It's like a scam that uh, people are doing to try to just fuck people over and monetize everything that can be monetized. I think, uh, yeah, Jesse Thorne from Maximum Fun has talked about this. Mark Marin's been talking about this. I don't know the whole scoop, but uh, I think these patent trolls can... Uh, I'm, I will pork their mothers, basically. <laughs> so what do they do? They say, we we own the rights to your podcast and you have to pay or whatever? Like I don't... I, it's... Uh, it sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Oh, <laughs> in real time, he writes... He has just posted this question, and then he replied to his question. Sorry, it was a serious one. Porking the patent owner's moms does not count as an answer. <laughs> so, wow, we are sort of getting closer to our live uh, live podcasting goals because he, without actually hearing me, somehow he knows exactly what I said. But uh, I think, yeah, it's bullshit. I think uh, it goes against the whole point of podcasting is to give you know to give people a voice and let people connect and and uh by trying to fuck them in you know in these nefarious ways is is Mm -hmm. i i don't have a more nuanced answer at this point Mm -hmm. that's basically what i think um what what is that in the background i think that's on your end the oh, siren? there's police, yeah. Yeah. I'm, the streets are hell. Um, <laughs> Did I tell you I live on a really narrow street that uh, I wake up to like 7 a.m. every morning to people honking their horns because someone's blocking traffic? Oh, man. That would really chap my ass. It's annoying, but then I, I occasionally see some really hilarious fights. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see that. Like people are like, no, you're... Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I I don't I don't know. I get woken up. The the only thing that bothers me is getting woken up, in the, like at an unacceptable hour, like three in the morning, four in the morning by, mm-hmm. stupid. Like I live, you know, right in uh, right in the heart of the action, mm-hmm. so it's expected that uh, drunk people are gonna wake me up in the middle of the night. Cars playing music really loud, but when like some 
someone is just doing something like prolonged stupidity, that's when the eggs come out of the fridge <laughs> and go out the window. Um, actually, I haven't really... I have done that once here. Did you really? My, my old apartment... I won't get into why I did it here, <laughs> but my old apartment, uh, which was only like 200 blocks away, I lived by... Uh, there's a couple bars, and there was like one... I could see the people out front and so I could identify the people who what they were doing like when I would just call over you know be like hey uh, can you tell the girl in the army jacket singing uh, Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen to <laughs> shut the fuck up and uh, they're like oh okay and uh, because how do you argue with that mm -hmm. so they would, and then I would watch and they would go outside in this place where I live now, there was someone, like, out on the phone, like, being loud. And I was like, I don't know if this is, like, one of your employees, but they're, like, pacing in front of your bar just talking. Can you make them get the fuck out of there? <laughs> yeah. And I watched them send a waiter out <laughs> chase this person away. It was pretty great. That is awesome. Um, but my old apartment, I threw... Um, I threw, I would throw eggs, and it was very hard. Sometimes people would be, like, on the corner, and you couldn't see exactly where they were. <laughs> so I would have to kind of throw it sideways and hope for the best. And, like, a couple times, it would just go, somebody would be like, ah! and they would be like, and then they'd be like, oh, my God. And then they would just run. People would never go, like, fuck you. They would never fight back. They would be like, oh, my God, I'm uh -huh. under attack. Yeah, I have to get out of here immediately, <laughs> uh, without invariably. Um, so, but I've sort of, you know, I've matured a little bit, tiny bit. Obviously, <laughs> not much at all. But I don't, I don't. It's not a tactic, really. Like, yeah, I've, I've never thought to do that. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world because also it's harmless and like, yeah, if someone does uh, push you to that point, they definitely deserved it. Absolutely. Um, um, so, whatever. You want to do another question? Let's do another question. <laughs> okay. Uh, Christy LaViolet, I hope I got that right. She asks, where is Sarah from Royal Liquors? Sarah from Royal Liquors uh, in St. Louis. No, wait. I can't. Can't wait. Kansas City, Missouri, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, this is referring to someone who called in frequently to my, uh, goddamn Dave Hill show on WFMU, and she was instantly a listener favorite. Um, and she, I don't know where she is. I've not been in touch with her. I follow her on Instagram, so I know she's out there, but I think, um, I did hear from her at one point and she was like, I'm kind of. Uh, working on myself right now or something T basically taking some some me time and mm -hmm. not wanting to discuss the details of her personal life uh on a radio program right so hopefully she's out there and hopefully she's doing well and uh we would love to hear from her and uh, that's all i know that's all i know um but uh 
Maybe we should do a live. We should do a, a live goddamn Dave Hill show, just you know, from your apartment. Yeah, or or do you mean Dave Hill's podcast, the instant? Well, yeah, we could you just or call both. It that. <laughs> call it both. the same. They're uh, basically, you know, they're morphing we, into each other. We can catch up with uh, all the all the regulars. All the right, yeah. Where are they now? Mm-hmm. Um, and have them all over my house. Uh, all right, let's go to another question here. This is for both of us from Caitlin Sinclair Starcher. Uh, she writes, what song always makes you happy? You and Chris both, actually. Hmm. Um, uh, I think I can think of one. Um, what do you got? Um, hmm. It's, <laughs> it's going to sound pandering, but honestly, I put on Go by Valley Lodge a lot. Oh, my God. My man. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, I think... Um, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. I'm honored that that would be your answer. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of the whole point with Valley Lodge is like, it's feel good. Yeah. With your friends go for a drive, uh, clean the apartment, do whatever. It's mm-hmm. good vibes music. That's the idea. So yeah. my plan is working. Our plan is working. If that's what... I would say what makes me feel really good, and I don't know. Wait, can you hear that when I just played that? Yeah. You could? A little bit. Okay, so I'll do it again. I'll see if this play comes through. Um, there's this. Do you know who Margot Gurian is? No. Margot, M-A-R-G-O, last name, G-U-R-Y-A-N. She has a song called Someone I Know, and it's it's like a beautiful love song sort of about about infatuation and meeting someone for the first time and falling in love and um oh i mean it makes me happy but it also just like makes me want to cry and makes me it to me it perfectly captures the feeling of of being in love and being happy and and joyous and Mm -hmm. uh and it's a great pop song as well and uh so that somehow there's a bazillion songs but i would say right now as we answer this question that song and i everyone should seek if you want to put in a snippet here chris you could sure yeah you don't have to i was thinking But um, that song and like it actually reminds me of I you know another I just saw Amelie for the first time. Do you know that movie? Yeah, for the first time you saw for it. For the first time, I finally got around. I tried to watch it once before and something happened and I didn't watch it. So but, good. I was obsessed with that movie when it first came out. Oh my gosh, I watched it and as it's like uh. It, it totally gives me the same feeling as as that song does. So I find great joy from that movie, but also as a, a guy, and I know this is, doesn't make me special, uh, but I, I I really love Paris, France, mm-hmm. and it's like basically a porn Paris porn. Oh yeah, the entire yeah. movie. So and it's also just the whoever 
was the set designer and the all the people, cinematographer and colorist yeah. and all the people that contribute to making a movie just visually stunning. That whole movie, I'm just like, oh my god! Like every apartment that everyone lives in, um, it, and it's sort of like not that I'm achieving it. It's kind of like what I'm going for in my own home, sort of. I max, could see that yeah. maximalist uh, comfort and uh, good vibes. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I, yeah, I watched Amelie twice over the weekend. <laughs> uh, so I haven't watched that in a while, but I've seen it. Oh, well get over, on it. Well over 20 times. Get on it. Um, it's like one of the first DVDs that I bought. <laughs> yeah, I love... I thought... It, I, I'm on, I signed up for a Criterion collection. Mm-hmm. It's um, on there? It's not. I thought... I would, I would think it would be, but for whatever reason, it's not. I don't know why. You would think. Yeah, I'm going to well. look, actually, because wouldn't... Uh, I don't know. It seems like it should be. That seems right up Criterion Collection. I mean, come on, Criterion <laughs> Collection. I'm going to look it up because you think not that I don't know why uh, I feel like I need to deal with this, but uh, I'm not seeing it mm. as Criterion Collection offering. Wait, there's an Amelie 2? No. Yes. With her? Yes. No, I Amelie, to that. Amelie 2, as two, it looks like some sort of, it's got to be like a bootleg. I've never heard of this. Uh, I don't believe uh, it. <laughs> I refuse to believe it. It has two customer reviews. Let's see what they say. I don't understand. I've never heard of this. Let's, let's, uh, Amelie 2. I don't even, well, well, no, Amelie, like, uh, and then I, I even like went on, YouTube and watch like interviews with Audrey Totu, the actress who plays yeah. Amelie in the hit movie Amelie. She's amazing. She's amazing too. And then I was like, you know what? Don't go. Don't do this, Dave. Don't go down this wormhole. Um, because uh, uh, I don't. I don't need to to uh, fall in love uh, <laughs> with uh, the actress who and and think that she that Amelie the character is in the real world. <laughs> Um, besides, I, I have such great happiness in my life already. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amelie, there it is. Brief nudity. Okay. Amelie. There is brief nudity, isn't there? There is. Yeah, I would, I could deal with slightly less brief nudity. Um, oh man. And then the related movies that can't possibly be nearly as good, but I'm going to go down a, a wormhole. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. She was in another great movie called A Very Long Engagement. Oh, I think I heard of this. Should I watch it? You should. Yeah, if you like. Will it, Audrey Tateau. Yeah. Will, will it Will it change my perception of her? Because I I don't want it. Sometimes like when you like someone in something and then you watch them in something else and you're like, wait, keep being that same other person. <laughs> no, she's good in this one too. Oh man, I don't doubt it. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, we haven't. We're almost. We're getting down to the wire here with this episode. All right. Wait, I feel uh, like we're we're safely not going. We're not going to watch. We may go back to Game of Thrones, but not on this episode. Yeah. Let's ask. Um. Which 
Let's. You have a question over there? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Wade Snook asks. Um, Wade Snook of Southern California, brilliant artist. Mm-hmm. Dear man, uh, go to infernalimagery.com for uh, some of Wade's awesome offerings. Um, he asks. Robin Crosby or Warren DiMartini, who do you think was better at farting? Oh, wow. That question took a turn. Um, Those are the two guitar players for the original lineup of Rat. (laughs) Um, And I thought the question was going to be who's better guitar player, and that's easy, Warren DiMartini, one of my favorite guitar players of all time. Mm -hmm. And I would argue the Keith Richards of hair metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, who would be better at fart? And Robin Crosby is no longer uh, on this plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say that um, he would definitely have been better at farting because uh, if you pull up their photos, I feel like you would do the same <laughs> conclusion, especially later era. Robin Crosby, uh-huh. be like yeah, he totally would rip some serious farts. I bet. I was kind of like I'm. I actually am. am the past few years working at QED and uh, Cambry Crews, the owner is a big hair metal Van Halen, all that type of stuff, and like I've really gotten into that that kind of music lately. Oh, nice. But I think what turned me off from it for so long was like, like pretty much every hair metal band it just looks like a bunch of guys with like sweaty crotches and bad breath <laughs> i think that's what turned me off so much because like i'm looking at a picture of rat right now i'm like, like these guys all probably stink well you don't have to rub up on them that's <laughs> it's the true. groupies i saw rat uh a couple times when they were at the peak of their powers and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I've, no, I've I, seen him. Like I've rap. seen them again in recent years, and it was still pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw the original lineup: uh, Ridgefield Coliseum in Cleveland, outside of Cleveland, and then Blossom Music Center. Anyway, should we go to another question? Yeah, I think um, uh, it's your turn. I'll answer this quick. Let's do two questions on my turn because uh one of them is very quickly answered mm-hmm. bobby Ely, Elias from uh from parts unknown writes which of your three amazing bands is your favorite well that's a very nice uh generous <laughs> question mm-hmm. i would say i really uh and they're talking about which which taint which taint valley lodge of course and uh painted doll I'm really into all of them uh, for totally different reasons. Mm-hmm. And also for the same reason that it's just fun. Um, but I don't have a favorite. I don't think. Yeah, they are. All, they all fulfill different needs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, Valley Lodge is just kind of my, to me as a fan of rock and power pop music doing mm-hmm. that. Witch Taint uh, is just ridiculous and mm-hmm. uh, I believe awesome. And Painted Doll is uh, creatively uh, super fun. It's me and my buddy Chris Reifert. Mm-hmm. And, it's, we, it's, and we do things totally differently from the other two bands. And uh, 
and just in how we do it and it, and it's super fun and it's also like uh been you know a great uh, way to become friends you know we do this thing together and hang out mm-hmm. and uh and so it's cool though i'm friends with everyone in all the bands but um we chris and i met and then formed the band and got to know each other that way and uh, mm-hmm. so that was super cool anyway uh let, You're about he, to record uh, a new album next week. Yeah, I gotta write some lyrics. Um, <laughs> I have to write all the lyrics still. But uh, <laughs> but well, let's go to one of your questions. Um, I'm out of questions actually. Do you want? You're to out of questions. One? Oh, I'll ask another one. Okay. Tierney Tough. This is another Tierney Tough. Uh, a dear friend from Florida and also lead singer and bass player for the excellent rock group the pauses who are out doing shows with jawbox right now um she write what's your favorite part of our friendship that's a really hard question to answer because i could just talk about it all day and um no uh tierney's the best and i love her to death i would say the only thing i don't like is that she lives so far away i don't get Mm. to see her as often as i would like um but um she rules. If you isn't that the worst when you you become good friends with someone that you can barely ever see? Yeah, like some you see them, but then at the same time, you know, I have friends who live in other countries that I see more often than uh, equally good and longer older friends that live in New York that I see less frequently. <laughs> That's true. Like it's almost like if you live in another country, then I'm kind of like, oh, I have to see you when I go to that country. Yeah, absolutely. But, but uh you know when someone lives like two miles away you're like oh i haven't seen you in two years mm-hmm. but when you see them you hit the ground running yeah as always your friends um patrick walker i believe of cleveland asks can you please define the universe and give three examples uh you know, there's a lot of ways I could take this question, Chris. My re- my impulse is, you know, my reflex answer is the universe is infinite, just like your mom's butthole. <laughs> but because, you know, I have that muscle uh, working at all times. But I would never say that to Patrick Walker. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I would say the universe is... Uh, infinite chaos and love and we see it every day right in front of us and within that's a good way i think that's a good way to describe it i guess i don't know i don't even have any examples of that really Mm -hmm. i'm sticking with it though what would your answer be describe um i've actually actually been thinking about that a lot because like yeah, I have I, a, I like about you, you're a, you're a, you're a man of depth, of introspection. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have been thinking more and more about how the universe might just be a simulation. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Well, it's you know not to take away from it being real, but it does kind of seem like something you know was just formed and we're just living the evolution of it. 
but it could have just been like some guy created a really cool simulation. Yeah. And like, what, what would the difference be? You know what I mean? Like nothing. Yeah. You know, uh, in the sort of existentialism and solipsism, if I'm saying that right. And Mm -hmm. all these different ways to think about it. I don't know. Um, it all, it all leads to the same place, really, ideally. Yeah. Um, and that's just getting Chinese food with your friends. I agree, yeah. The only thing that matters. It doesn't have to be Chinese food. <laughs> um, uh, actually, there is one more question in the Facebook group that I missed. Okay. And that is from Jeremy Patterson. He asks, how is Donzig? Don, didn't we? Someone just asked me this. Didn't didn't we just talk about this? Um, uh, Donzig is referring to uh, a hybrid of uh, Don from Union Beach and uh, Bill Dolan, uh, dear friend. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would say, uh, I think Donzig is doing great. Donzig's always great. Um. <laughs> I would think. I don't know how to answer that question. I don't know if I can really give a good answer. Let's go to the next question. Alright. You're up. Okay, let me now I lost oh man, I lost my questions here. Okay. Uh Gabby Porter asked, Who is porking the moms now that Twitter won't let you spread the word? Uh I think we kinda covered this. It's me. Um, still me. Mm-hmm. Next question. Seth Bryan. Uh, asks, why did you get kicked out of Dawkins? I like the question. Why? Why? I don't. Why would I? I was never. I mean, in the reality, I was never in Dawkins. But that would be the. You know, what a dream come true that would be. Mm-hmm. It's weird how much Dawkins comes up in conversation. I have to say. It really does. Um, especially with you, but especially with me. I mean, I'm kind of begging for it. But what if I were to get kicked out? I think it would be because I wasn't good enough at, at Qatar, maybe. <laughs> that would be a realistic reason. Um, I and, don't believe uh, that. And, th- and that I don't like to play the tertiary markets. <laughs> Is that all they play? No, no. They play, you know, they do all sorts of things. Do they still play? They play in various iterations. They've yeah. done some classic lineup stuff, and they and then they have, like, their current lineup and... You know, I have not seen Dokken myself since about 19... The last time I saw them was at the Monsters of Rock festival Mm -hmm. at uh, Akron Rubber Rubber Bowl in, I believe, 1988. It was them, Metallica, Scorpions, Kingdom Come, and Van Halen. Wow. And my friend... Tim and I, we went out there and really, really made a day of it. What year was that? I think it was 1988. I think. Was David Lee Roth still in the band? No. It would have been Van Hagar. Van Hagar, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I still saw Van Hagar a couple times because I want to see Eddie Van Halen rip those sweet solos. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, but that... Uh, that day belonged to Metallica. Like they, Metallica was like, was right before 
what's it called? And Justice for All came out, and they were just about to become like oh, the, wow. biggest, the biggest band in the world. Yeah. Um, and they came out and it was insane, and they were great. Um, what's the other question? Uh, I think one more question here. Ed Rudisell asks, when can we expect Lance's own reality show? Lance referring to my fictional, my alter ego in Witch Taint that I started in like 2000, early 2000s mm-hmm. with a black metal dialogues.com. Um, there are a few things in the works with, 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 with Lance and his the world he lives in. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, something will will uh, come together. I don't that. know if we talked about this, but Witch Taint was fucking awesome. At oh, Mercury thank Lounge. you. Yeah, thank you. And that was our first show as a full band. So yeah, uh, you guys are you guys are great. Thank you. It was super fun, and we're gonna play again at St. Vitus June 29th. I saw that. I'm gonna be so, there. I'm pumped. It's gonna be sweet, good times. Um. And, uh, yeah, and then eventually I think we'll morph the comedy show with the emails together with a live show, and then we'll be on Broadway, hopefully. <laughs> That's the hope. It is kind of a perfect off-Broadway show. Yeah. Or Broadway. On That's Broadway. The, That's the plan, or the, the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think we're... I have to. I hate to say it, but yeah. I think we might be. It might there. be time to saddle Drive up. Home. Back. Yeah, we we almost are out of. We're we have to go because uh, otherwise we're gonna run over. Mm-hmm. We we got to keep this under an hour for our friends at at Fubar Radio. Go to fubarradio.com uh, to hear this and many other great shows. And also rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. Spotify, wherever you get incredible podcasts. Uh, listen to our other podcast, Dave Hill History Fluffer, which we record out of QED in Astoria and sometimes right here in my uh, luxurious apartment. And please support us on Patreon. I can't stress that enough. Lots of goodies if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to build this up and, and be able to keep, uh, you know, we don't want to have to resort to turning tricks basically though we get yeah so anyway thank you for listening we'll be back next week with another scintillating episode chris do you have any any things you want to add before we uh ride off into this the podcasting sunset um actually yeah well the day this episode goes up um tomorrow uh you know friday june 7th my uh friend jen waring and i will be hosting softcore at qed which is we find like a really cheesy old uh, softcore porn movie and then we just riff over it. Oh, I and love that's, that's What time at, is that? That's at 11.30 p.m. So it's a late night show. Oh, maybe I can come to that. I'm I'm doing two sets at Eastville tomorrow on Atlantic Avenue in Brook, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So why don't, why not someone, you know, if a completist would go to those two, both <laughs> of my shows there and then we could head on over to QED. Yeah. So there. Sorted. I guess put the action music here. Okay. Are we are we done? Yeah. All right. Until next time. Stay street, stay hydrated, and get tested. Bye.
Bye.